Hey, Neil, I got a joke for you. What is it? We, you. Alright, I can tell. This is going to be a good episode. <laughs> Welcome back to a serious series of utmost importance, the series. I'm Neil, one of your hosts. And I'm Chris, the other host. In this podcast, we talk about anything you can group into a series. Um, usually that'll be movies, music, games, TV shows. Today, though, we're doing something that's sort of a subsidiary of games. Consoles. Yes, specifically, we are doing the eighth console generation. Um, which is the one that everyone knows from right now, the PS4, Xbox One, and, you know, some of the Nintendo stuff. Yeah, a little bit of Wii U, a little bit of Nintendo Switch, kind of a hybrid. And I think I'm going to go ahead and include Stadia in this. When was Stadia released? November 2019. It counts, it counts. What we won't be talking about is the PC. Well, there goes our 18 to 25 demographic. So like two or three, two or three listeners. <laughs> All right, start it out. What do you remember about the beginning of this cycle? Um, I mean, going into it, Xbox 360 era was the prevailing, quote-unquote, better console, but... Um, it seemed like out of that, out of that last generation, um, the Wii was like obviously its own separate thing, very popular, seemingly kind of revolutionized gaming in a way with the whole like motion control, Wii controller. But then the PS3 actually, I think, fell flat after a pretty, uh, historic run with the PS2. But then 360 came and just did everything better. So, uh, you know, with that being said, heading into the new generation, I think a lot of people were kind of curious. Um, you know, I can't recall too much about what the expectations were, but I do know a little, I do remember a little bit about once they were released. There's a little bit of controversy that kind of came out around that time. But uh, I mean, before we get to that, what about you, Neil? What do you, what do you remember? Um, I remember that PS3 was really expensive, and I think that harmed it during the seventh console generation, and that's why the Xbox 360 took off. And PlayStation, I don't think... Ha they had exclusives, but I don't think that during last generation they were as good as the Xbox exclusives. I agree with you. I think, um, you know, I think with the PlayStation 3, the first exclusive title I remember being released was Resistance, which was kind of a... It's like Call of Duty meets... Alien Invaders, but not quite... I guess Halo, but not Halo. Oh, it sounds like a physics simulator. <laughs> well, it sucks. The award-winning sequel to Capacitance. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. I remember the, uh, the E3 that these things were announced. The Xbox One was first, because they bundled everything with a Kinect. They were going to require always online um, capabilities, even with a disc in the the console, mm -hmm. which this was in 2012 or 2013 that they announced this. And 
So people, this was going to be a real problem for like anyone who wasn't in a, a good internet area. It's true. And they wanted to do this to combat piracy. So it was going to have to ping the Microsoft server every so often to make sure that the copy of the game they were playing was legit. And people were really pissed with this. And they tried to make the Xbox One like a home media center. They tried to make it a thing that you would have like as the center of your living room entertainment. All the other things like your cable would plug into it. There's an HDMI in port. It required the connect, which made the price stupid expensive. Mm-hmm. And, and then PlayStation just sticking to the games and being... You know, like a back-to-basics, we're going to play good games, the graphics are going to be good. Do you remember, um, there was this YouTube video floating around, that was a clip from that conference, and it was how to share a game on PlayStation? I It sounds vaguely familiar, but I, I, I can't remember the details. It was like a 20-second clip. The guy took uh, took the box with the game in it, he handed it to his friend, and they both looked at the screen and smiled. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> All right, Sony. <laughs> so Sony did really well at the start, and the price uh, of the PS4 was cheaper than the Xbox One mm-hmm. because the price of the Xbox One was artificially inflated by Kinect. Yep. Uh, That's what I remember from the beginning. And I was a diehard Xbox player. I didn't own a PS3, and uh, I went PS4 this time. Oh. Uh. See, came to I, the came to the good side. Yeah, definitely. Also, didn't get an Xbox One later. <laughs> <laughs> that would be ridiculous. All for Halo, right? Yeah, it was Halo. I got the I got the Halo uh, Halo Five themed Xbox One console, but this was after they unbundled everything from Connect, so I never had a Connect. So you didn't have you know the U.S. government spying on you while you're doing that. Yeah, that weren't you were saying that was a thing at the time, right? Yeah, I was uh, I was looking it up actually, and I was I remember the news kind of it broke around that summer, uh, and just looking it up, I think when Snowden finally came out and revealed that the United States had been spying on its citizens via the NSA, it was around June two thousand thirteen. Yeah, this is gonna sound like such a conspiracy episode, <laughs> but um, that being said, I remember. Um, you know, that was released, and then the initial, um, unveiling of the actual Xbox, uh, when it kind of, it kind of coincided with each other, when the idea is that you had to have the Kinect always on, which was basically a camera, it was just a camera, honestly, because it was supposed to be kind of like a, a motion tracking, uh, device, on top of the idea that you had to be online all the time. I felt like a lot of people kind of freaked out with that initial notion. It's like, oh my god, I'm just sitting in my living room. Yeah, I think the German government classified the Kinect as a um, surveillance device. Um, yeah, so I remember that you know during that time, combined with that whole controversy, I mean, Xbox had terrible PR at that point. Um, increased inflated price. I even think the the size of the console was another thing. I heard that I think it was reported to be like, a little bit heavier. Than the actual PS4, you know, I'm, you know, I'm oh, it's a big boy. It's a big it's, boy. It's massive. I'm gonna actually have mine unplugged right here by pure coincidence. <laughs> it's actually just been here unplugged for a while. What is it good for? 
I stub my toe on it every so often. Uh, let you know you don't have diabetic neuropathy. <laughs> it's pretty heavy. Basically, that damn that is that is big. That is big. Yeah. Um. So you know, on top of the controversy um, surrounding the whole like NSA thing, the hundred dollar increased price. So the Xbox One was actually uh, initially priced at four ninety nine, I believe, and then that's with the Connect. The PS4 was priced at three ninety nine. So, you know, you already got a hundred dollar price difference. Um, the camera, which was dumb, and then for some reason the, the design of it. A lot of people I remember criticizing the design because the Xbox just looked like a brick. While I mean, the, the PS4 is just kind of a parallelogram. So I don't know. If you look at it from a different angle. Look at you with your fancy ten dollar words, Mister College Boy. Hey. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a. It's an. It still is a really ugly console. Um, which is really funny though, because I feel like that's what kind of brought down the PS3, the previous generation. Uh, if anyone remembers the original PS3, it was just a brick. You know, as we're saying, going into the consoles being finally released, P, I felt like the PS4 just had overall better PR uh, than the Xbox. Um, are you ever going to talk about the Wii U? Nintendo is always off-cycle. So I think that actually had released the year before the PlayStation and Xbox, right? Yeah, it released in uh, 2012, just before the Christmas season, holiday season. And that was... I'm not a big uh, Nintendo home console person. I never even had a Wii. Did you have a Wii? I did. So it's very funny, as I've, I've actually owned... Dating back just to the Nintendo 64, a Nintendo home console, but I always end up getting them after a PlayStation console when it's already in the middle of the cycle. I don't know why. I remember I got the N64, and by then, I think Link, or Zelda, I don't know, Link Zelda, see, well, all you Zelda fans don't kill me. Um, I think Zelda and Super Mario 64 had been out for a couple years by that point. And then I actually never, I didn't get the GameCube, my sister did, but she got that, you know, way late into the cycle. No, uh, no, uh, Pikmin for me. And then we did get the Wii kind of at the beginning of it. And I remember, because I wanted to buy it for my sister, and I remember doing the holiday season driving to like five Best Buys and every place was sold out. So the, the Wii was popular. The Wii U. Not so much. Not so much. It um, did not do well. No. Uh, apparently it was the first HD Nintendo console, and its whole gimmick uh, uh, was the controller, mm-hmm. which was essentially a prototype Switch. Which is funny, because a Switch is doing really well in sales now, but you know, they just kind of took that controller and turned it into its own separate console, which I think the Wii U actually was it, right? Like the con- couldn't you just play on? I don't even remember, honestly. Jesus. I think. I think. Yeah. I think you could use it as a second screen. Which I think that was actually kind of very like it's a it's a Nintendo thing to do. It's very like innovative and it's like okay, you can play on your you know, game system while someone watches TV. I remember that was like one of the pros of yeah you know being able to switch between that. But I mean, the thing it it didn't it didn't sell well at all. 
Um, and, you know, it, it actually was not a bad console. I remember going to my friend's house and playing on it. I, I only played on a, on a Wii U one time, and it was Mario Kart 8. And it was a really fun game. Uh, the graphics were good. I think on the second screen, you could see a map of everyone. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. But only one person was playing on that screen, and the rest were using, uh, like, normal controllers. Oh, so the... Oh, interesting. Yeah. Were they, like, old GameCube controllers, or...? Uh, no, they were, I think, Wii controllers. Oh, that, that makes sense, yeah. I mean, I'm taking a look back at the sales. I mean, as a console, that was... It was, it was obviously the worst performing out of all the uh, Gen 8 consoles, uh, Wii U sold about 13.56 million units compared to, you know, the Xbox One at 46.9, and my favorite, the PS4, at 108.9 million units. So wait, 108 million units to 46 million units for the Xbox? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So skipping ahead to many months from now, if the PS5 and the Xbox Series X actually make it out this year. It seems like, um, based on the rumors that the PS5 is going to have the higher price point and the Xbox Series X has so far been doing a better job at their press reveals, I feel like Xbox has a better chance to, to have a comeback this cycle. But based on those sales, everyone got a PS4 this, this time. And then also, Xbox never does well in Japan. And I think Japan is supposed to be a huge market for these. I wonder what? That's interesting. So then, jumping back to the to the Wii U, the they they did really bad with that, uh, but I think they salvaged themselves a couple of years ago with the Switch. They did, they did. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, following the Wii U's kind of uh, terrible run, they brought out the Nintendo Switch, which actually was first released in 2017, and it's already surpassed. Actually, uh, it's more than surpassed. It's almost sold. At this point, four times as many units as the uh, Nintendo Wii U at 52.48 million units sold, which actually is already past the Xbox One. So, wow, that's pretty crazy. You know, Wait, it's only so been out. Let me um, let me ask: Are those numbers you're looking at? Is that just for the original Xbox One, or is that all of the sub variations? If only Wikipedia told me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the Switch. The Switch is a great console. Um, and it was great for the Wii U. What What do you think is the appeal of the Switch? Like, why do you think it sold so well compared to the Wii U? When essentially it's kind of just a controller. Well, so it's it's Nintendo's first home console slash portable hybrid. And I think their portables have always done well. That is true. Like the 3DS and the DS and um, Game Boy, everything before this. Those always sold well, and those were usually due to Pokemon. I hate Pokemon. <laughs> um, you're absolutely right, though. Uh, I mean, Nintendo's uh, handhelds, second most uh, high-selling uh, co- uh, handheld console is the Nintendo DS. Or, I'm sorry, the second highest uh, game console ever sold uh, is the Nintendo DS, followed by the Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so they're doing really well. Obviously, PlayStation 2, number one still. Yeah, so the Switch, also the the rollout for the Switch was really good. The marketing was uh, was really well done, and they emphasized this, like a really cool feature, which was that you could just take it out of the dock and then play it in handheld mode, which I think was 
sort of an iteration on what they were trying to say with the Wii U, where like, oh, if someone's on the TV, you know, you just play on the on the gamepad controller. But this was the actual console. I don't th- think uh, any. It was a lot easier to use. Mm-hmm. And the ads were all like emphasizing the connectivity, like playing with your friends. That approach to marketing helped convince a lot of people that I know uh, to actually get one who wouldn't normally be the target audience for a Switch. I mean, that would probably be, that's, that's me for sure. You definitely helped convince me to get one. I thought that whole aspect of literally just taking off the controllers of the actual screen and each of those was actually an individual controller itself was really neat. Oh, the Joy-Cons, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're not the best controllers, but what are you going to do? Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the Switch was... It, it had this unique appeal. I think, you know, like you said, the portability aspect of it uh, tied in with the community, I remember. I think one of the advertisers is like, you're on an airplane, and you can just like play video games there. I'm like, that's really cool. I haven't done that in a while. Because I've never played video games. <laughs> I don't think the battery life supported that, though. What I mean, so the first time it came, or the first uh, iteration, it had what a six six hour battery life. I think uh, something like that. I I have the more recent model with the improved battery life, uh-huh. and I think you do too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. So, and also like, I'm never really. Well, I don't think anyone's taking flights for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's silly. There, there's a virus going on. Um. We're, we're sort of going all over the place, but the virus is one potential reason that PS5 and Series X might not come out this year. Yeah. It's all rumors, though. It, it really is going to depend on how... Um, honestly, just there's just too much that people can't predict. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the thing is, if this thing is actually still... You know, everyone's still being ordered to stay inside... It actually might be a good idea for them to, to release the console. I imagine that a lot of people would be kind of hyped up with it. Yeah. The idea that they have to stay inside. I mean, I'm buying a PS5 no matter what because insert product placement for Sony here. <laughs> uh, we'll get to it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought that uh, Ebola would have affected society this much? That we're on uh, Zika virus. Ah. <laughs> uh. uh. So that's uh, the main entries into the console generation, I'd say. The uh, Xbox One, the PS4, the Wii U, and the Switch. Um, some other things that I wanted to, to ask you. Do you consider the iterations on the consoles to be like their own... Um, I don't know, how, how do you view those? Like, Sony has always done that with the PS3 Slim was like a subversion... The PlayStation Four, they had a, they had two versions after the launch model, which was the PS Four Pro, and then like a, another sort of watered down one. Um, I mean, uh, what do you mean in terms of like how do I view those? I mean, some people, when the Xbox, so the Xbox One went through a few phases of this, right? It was the original launch model with the Connect, then they did the Xbox One without Connect, but just called the Xbox One, then they, um have a few different models now and it was a big thing last year when they released the xbox one oh god i'm gonna get the names all confused i think it's the the xbox one x which is like a beefed up sort of their ps4 pro equivalent and then there's the xbox one s which is um 
the normal version. And then I think there's a discless one, which may or may not be the Xbox One S, but I don't know. The point is, people were really, really excited about Project Scarlet, which ended up being the Xbox One X, to the point that some people were like get trading in their old Xbox One models to get the uh, Xbox One X. And I guess my question is, why? It's the same console. Like, I guess you get a little bit better performance, and if you have a 4K TV, maybe it's worth it. But to me, and I think to a lot of people, the within-generation upgrades are, are just kind of pointless. I kind of I agree with that. I've never felt the need to ever upgrade mid-generation. Like, I know that during the PS3 phase... Um, you know, I, they came out with PS sli- PS3 Slim, and I obviously would have never gotten it, except that I was in the middle of playing Skyrim <laughs> on my original PS3 model, and it broke, so I wasn't going to go without finishing Skyrim, so I bought a PS3 Slim, but had that not happened, I, I would never buy a console in the middle of the generation, Now I only say that, or just, just to upgrade, if it breaks down, then I'll, I'll weigh the benefits and cons of that, but I, I just don't see the point. I know that everyone needs to, like, there are a few people who need to be, like, on cutting edge of, like, graphics technology, you know, a lot of things that, I've, I've been watching a lot more, like, video game review videos, and it's, like, things that people talk about, like, drop frame rate and stuff like that, that doesn't really bother me, so I never see the need to always have, like, the best specs on my, my device to enjoy a video game. Yeah. So... So, yeah, so I, you know, if that's your thing. One other thing I want to get to before I forget is where does the PS Vita fall into this? <laughs> Worse than the Wii U. <laughs> I, the PS Vita to me is such an afterthought, honestly. Um, I'm, I know it came out, I think, it, it came out in 2012. So, that's right yeah, it has like a really weird release date. So in in uh, the U.S., it came out February fifteenth, two thousand twelve, and we had just mentioned before the Wii U had come out in November of that same year. Um, I like I said, I think the idea was the I. Um, I'm honestly I'm trying to put into words. So I know that the PSP was like a pretty decent hit. It wasn't like ridiculously amazing, or actually it was. Sorry. The PSP slowed about 80 to 82 million units, so that's, you know, in the context of everything, that's still higher than the Nintendo 3DS. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so I remember actually having a PSP, and it was really cool, because that was when tech was, like, integrating everything with, like, internet, video, music, all in, like, one single device. Um, but then the PS Vita came out, and I, there just wasn't an attraction. I actually do remember it being kind of expensive, too. Yeah. Uh, when it first came out, I'm actually trying to look up the cost, but I I don't recall. I think it was about three hundred dollars for what you would consider a um, a mobile device, and in my opinion, it wasn't great. But I think the idea was that they were trying to push remote play as an aspect with like PSTV and how you could hook up PSTV and like while I don't know, it was weird. Like while you were on the PS3, your like PSTV in another room could oh like. Oh my god. Yeah. I forgot about PSTV. That was like their streaming box that you could just basically cast the the main console mm-hmm. to a different screen. 
Yeah, so it kind of follows the exact same idea as the Wii U and the Nintendo Switch in that yeah. if someone was occupying one TV, you could just take it and watch it in a different room and play on that console. But I remember actually buying a PlayStation TV, and maybe it was just my internet, but it lagged all the time, and that was when I was playing Witcher. Right. So, yeah. Um, but the PS Vita, I, it, it's just an afterthought. I, I can't... I didn't have it. I never really considered... I think I did look to buy it, because I remember you could, like, hack them, I think, to get all types of games, but oh, really? realized just, yeah, it just wasn't worth it. Um, uh, yeah. I, um, I think that it was supposed to actually be a really good console, like a, a portable gaming console, but then, yeah, the price was too high. People said that it didn't argue enough for its own existence when like iPhones and stuff were becoming way and way better. And that was sort of taking over the mobile gaming space. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it, it definitely failed and then it killed their, it's their portable, uh, like Sony's ha- handheld, uh, gaming device business. But I also remember trying to like debating whether or not to get one for that same like PS4 streaming thing that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. The PS TV. Yeah. But I think it just, well, not the PS TV. You could also cast the PS4. Oh, to the PS Vita. To the PS Vita, yeah. Oh. And then you wouldn't need like a a separate DualShock to play on that. Yeah. But it, I did, mean, it was just too expensive yeah. to do that, and the use case was so limited. I agree. I I just don't actually remember even like any games coming out for it that were like something. There was a, there was an exclusive Uncharted for it. I think there was a, an exclusive Persona for it. Is there really? Yeah, like one of the iteration personas, um, Persona Four, Golden. I think a God of War might have also come out. I think it was like Chains of a Olymp- No. There was a God of War game I remember coming out for it. Um, I don't know if it was Chains of Olympus or I don't know. Yeah, I think was there an Assassin's Creed as well? Um, Assassin's Creed Liberty. I think that came out on everything i just think it was such a bad game it came out on everything eventually but i think it might have been a um a a ps vita exclusive initially so i'm just like quickly scanning the ps vita only games it it wasn't uh an exclusive yeah i'm just quickly like looking through this um you're right uncharted fight for fortune and uncharted golden abyss were the two uh, uncharted titles released uh exclusively for the ps vita so interesting um never played them Sure, they're good. <laughs> yeah, so some some of those I don't think are ever gonna get ported to the main consoles. Whereas some of the uh, the Wii U games, a lot of them have gotten ported to the Switch. Uh, the Bayonetta games were on the Wii U, and Mario Kart Eight, which is the one game I actually played on that, was then released as the Mario Kart for Switch, and. Yeah, so it ended up being like a big thing to port all those games uh, to the Switch. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting because there's a lot of games on here that I I think would have been great. I mean, I, I actually don't know. I'm just going to take that point back. I mean, Legend of Zelda, I think Wind Waker was released initially for the Wii U. And I remember the release of the Wii U coincided, I believe, with at least one of the Legend of Zeldas. Uh, Breath of the Breath of the Wild came out for both at the yeah. same time. It, it people acted like it was a launch title for the Switch, and I guess it was, but it was also released on the prior generation. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, I mean the the funniest thing is 
where I think Xbox uh, One failed in terms of this generation without like that many exclusives. The Wii U had its had a decent amount of exclusives. It just for some reason the reception of the console uh, didn't take. And I mean to look back at the Wii U, it's really not that good looking of a console. It, it's we it's like the Wii, but it's the Wii U. <laughs> Let's move on from Nintendo. <laughs> So, PlayStation 4, Xbox One come out. Xbox One doesn't really have a lot of exclusives for it at the beginning. Um, what It sort of boggles my mind that the Xbox One generation has only had one Halo released for it. Halo 5. And then... Does that, does that mean that Halo 2 through 4 was released for the Xbox 360? I don't know. I... Yeah, Halo 2... Um, well, the original Halo was on the original Xbox. Halo 2 was on the 360. Mm-hmm. Halo 3 was on the 360. Mm-hmm. Halo 3 ODST was on the 360, which I guess is sort of a spin-off game, but Halo 4 was on the 360. Halo Reach was on the 360. So 2, 3, 4, and Reach were definitely main games. So there were four Halo games released to the one that the Xbox One has had. I wonder if they... I mean, that's probably a conscious decision, right? They realized that the sales of the Xbox One wasn't, like, comparable to what they were expecting, so maybe... Well, I think they were just trying to, you know, live up to the name of the console. They were only going to release one. (laughs) No, the reception for Halo 5 was awful. People hated it. Was it? Was it? Why was it it bad? The marketing was, um, was a lie. They introduced a new character who wasn't Master Chief, a new human character that uh, people played as for more than half the game, and he was he was kind of a turd of a character. Did they go back to Master Chief eventually? Yeah, like you play as both of them throughout the game. Um, the marketing of the game, though, was like, oh, these two characters, they're gonna, you know, there's like a hunt for the chief, and there's like a mystery to solve, and it ended up sort of just being misleading, and it had nothing to do with that, and it was about AI's coming back, like Cortana comes back to life after Halo 4. It was just sort of a misfire on all fronts. So they've spent the remaining time developing a new engine for the Halo games, and the next one is going to be Halo Infinite, and that's probably going to be a launch title for the Series X. And then there were some Gears of War and stuff that came out. And there were there were other games that were exclusives to Xbox One this generation, but nothing near the amount or quality of the PlayStation-exclusive games. I remember, I mean, I never played it, but I remember that game, Sunside Overdrive, with, um, it looked cool. I mean, I, I guess it, the, the box art looked cool, but that's pretty much it. Sunset Overdrive, that's like, that's only the only exclusive that comes to mind when I'm thinking about the Xbox, uh, one, you know, obviously besides Halo, but there just wasn't anything like super memorable compared to the PS4. Yeah. What what are some of your PS4 exclusives that you really liked this generation? Oh man, uh, correct me if I'm wrong because I might accidentally list some that weren't exclusives, but I think they are. Um, God of War obviously was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I love God of War. Uh, I think God of War was the best game to come out of this uh, generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider Man also was a pretty solid exclusive. Really like that. Oh, an amazing game. Yeah. Um, I think it just really hit the nostalgia factor for those who played Spider-Man 2 on the PS2. Just the idea of being able to, like, swing around the city again. 
Oh, that was a great game too, man. The Spider-Man games, uh, yeah, they're they're big hits. Like they do, they do well. We should do an episode on the Spider-Man games because there's some variation in quality there, but overall they're pretty fun. I'm doing the the finger guns, Tobey Toby Maguire finger guns, and Neil. Hey, <laughs> pizza time. <laughs> um, it's not too late to change the name of this podcast to Pizza Time. <laughs> it's always Pizza Time. In Tobey Maguire's world. We should just do a Tobey Maguire podcast. He just has the Spider-Man movies and Seabiscuit. Exactly, and then we could just talk about how he's just the sidekick to Leonardo DiCaprio. In Seabiscuit? No, in just life. Apparently he is a notoriously fervent poker player. Yeah, so apparently there's a movie release. Like, I don't know why they agreed to it, but... It's kind of like focused on Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire doing their younger days, and it's like at a, at a poker like table, and they let them like direct the video, but it was so bad because I think it just showed like their real true selves that they paid money not to release it. So it got released like overseas, but never hit uh, cinema in America. Wow. Yeah. So Spider Man was a good game, and then what else? <laughs> um. You know, they're obviously the Uncharted collection. Um, Ooh, I never played that. The funniest thing is I've played Uncharted 1 and 2, great games, for the time at which they were released. I never got to Uncharted 4. I will eventually play it. I know they released it for free, I think, on uh, PlayStation Plus. So uh, I'm going to give that a shot. But apparently it was also phenomenal. Um, just kind of like skimming... The PS4 exclusives. Wait, was The Last of Us on PS3 or PS4? Well, it was on PS3 and then they re-released it on PS4. It's a PlayStation exclusive, but it's not necessarily like a PS4 exclusive. Also, I haven't played it, so... <laughs> it's, a, it's a game I think you can actually beat, though, in like a few days. Not even like a few days. My Or my cousin, like, we were on vacation. He's like, bring your PS3, I want to play Last of Us. And he beat it in like two nights. Oh, he put in solid time, though. Oh, you know what? I, we forgot to mention uh, Infamous Second Son. That was a. I remember playing that. That was a fun game. Yeah, I remember. I, so did you? Did you say you had a PS3 the previous generation? I did or? not. No. Okay, I remember playing actually Infamous One and Two on the PS3, and they were one of those games that you know, obviously, I didn't. Maybe there was a lot of critical reception around them. I just didn't know. But it was one of those like hidden gems that I started playing. I'm like, this is, um, yeah. So that's my input on that. You're pretty cool, huh? Playing games that uh, that other people don't know about. Hidden gems, huh? <laughs> Let's just say I'm a real underground video game player. I'm a mad lad. Well, um, so Infamous, I think Killzone is a series. It says PlayStation Hits. <laughs> For Infamous 1 and 2. Yeah, real, real unknown games there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of an underground gamer. I play I play very niche niche games. Oh, so the PS4. I remember the hype around it because Knack Two was released. <laughs> <laughs> I've never so I've never played either of the Knack games, <laughs> and I just don't understand how they became such a meme. Honestly, I don't know either. I think I think it was because it was. The, one of the first games released, and everyone's like, 
it was either that or Knack 2. And you're like, well, do I want to play Knack 2? No, well, I, I don't. I think it was Knack, like the original Knack. You're right. The, the, what were the two first games released? I can't even remember. There was like only two or three games out. Killzone Shadowfall was out. Oh, I my God. And I think Alien. Alien Isolation. I never played I think, that. I never played it either, but apparently it's like really scary. Um, but I think Alien, Isolation, and Killzone were the two like main titles that were released on the PS4, and then there was Knack. Hmm. And I think that that's why people are like, well, gotta play Knack now. The developers of Killzone, um, Killzone itself was like, fine. It was uh, a shooter that showed off the graphics of the new console, which is sort of all it needed to do. But... The developers then went on to make Horizon Zero Dawn, which is another great PS4 exclusive. Oh, that one. Ooh. Man, that's, um, damn, that's another good one. I, I can't believe I forgot about that one. I think that's actually going to get released on PC, if I'm not mistaken. Were there any other PlayStation exclusives from this generation that you think are worth mentioning? We got Uncharted, Spider-Man, Horizon, some of the other stuff that you said. <laughs> Last of Us, sort of. <laughs> Um, there are, but like, like all of my video games that I play, I, I remember all of them. Gotcha. I'm going to add one. I'm going to add uh, Persona 5. Oh. And Persona uh-huh. 5 Royal. That's where you enter the Persona 5 theme music. There's, there's so much good music in Persona that it's impossible. First of all, with our listener count, we cannot afford any licensed music ever. <laughs> Second what are you talking about? Bill Gates watches, listens to us. <laughs> Bill Gates is listening now to distract him from the important work that he has to do. It's like, I want to hear what uh, Tom, Chris, and Neil have to say about the 8th like, console generation. <laughs> I hope they liked the Xbox One. He's actually taking, um, you know, this is kind of like some some user feedback that he's taking. And he's going to revo... Is he, he's completely gone off the uh, board of Microsoft now. Yeah, he's not involved anymore. Oh, well, I guess he can't give our input to them for the Xbox next generation, so they're going to lose out. I mean... If you haven't played Persona 5, go play Persona 5. And, I, I mean, maybe I might be wrong here, but I think one does need a mention, because I did enjoy it a lot. And Days Gone. Now, Days uh, Gone, yeah. See, I, I everyone everyone hates Days Gone. So for me, it's I guess it's because, one, I like that zombie niche. I know it's been overdone multiple times, but no one's done it that well. Uh, it was kind of a very explore-the-world type style game to open world, but I mean, I get it. There's a lot, it, it has a lot of Assassin's Creed type quests that you're just kind of fetching things and redoing a lot of stuff that you've already been doing yeah. for hours. I, the, the, but I mean, if you say it's a fun game, I believe you. It's just that it didn't seem like it had anything unique to offer. It, you know, you're right. I mean, it wasn't like revolutionary any sort of gameplay whatsoever. I just think that it was one of the, like, it felt somewhat open world, whereas like Last of Us did kind of the zombie thing. Um, I think it was Dying Light that had like the parkour zombie thing. And then there was Days Gone with their zombie thing. And... I don't know, I guess I just have a soft spot for it, but... Let's explore this. Why do you like zombies so much? I don't know, man. Uh, I think it just dates back to the whole Call of Duty uh, World of War games. And for, for those who remember, it was the first uh, iteration of zombies where you're in a bunker and you're shooting Nazi zombies. 
don't know. I just like games that have this, like, collective team effort, and you're, like, defending something. I love, like, a lot of Team Fortress, like, games like that, where you got, like, a fort, and you gotta, you gotta protect it, but... But that, I guess, isn't really the case in that game, so I don't know where I went with that. There's, I don't know why. As long as you're just cool. Okay, let me ask you this. If you had to pick one zombie game that's a PlayStation exclusive from this generation, would you pick Last of Us? Or, okay, sorry, not from this generation. One PlayStation zombie game. Last of Us or Days Gone? Last of Us. The storyline the story in Last of Us and the characters that you get out of it are just... They were very impactful. I just think that uh, Days Gone is just, it's just a fun shooter game. Being able to take out... I think the coolest like mechanic, too, is you would like run into these areas where there's like 90 to 100 zombies just walking around. And your goal was to like kill these hordes. So you would just be kind of like shooting them, running, shooting them, throwing grenades, shooting them, shooting them. Yeah. Very, very riveting gameplay. It's not, it doesn't. It sounds like it's probably fun, but um, I don't know. The the HBO is making a show out of The Last of Us. Wow, are they really? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna ever play it? Days Gone or Last of Us? Yeah, Days Gone. No, I'm never gonna play Days Gone. I'm sorry. No, I mean no, it's fine. The story. The other thing is, the storyline is really just like you. The zombie outbreak hits like every other zombie movie, and then at the very end, you send your like girlfriend and wife away onto this, like, government helicopter, and, like, that's the last thing you see of her. You were supposed to meet at this camp, and then you find out when you go to that camp that it gets overrun by zombies. So you spend, like, the entire game not believing she's dead, even though all the odds are against her. And then literally, like, maybe, like, two hours in the game, you're like, how about actually four or five hours in the game? You find out, oh, she's actually not dead. And that's, that's pretty much it. Oh, so the premise is that she's not dead. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, the idea is you, you keep thinking she didn't make it until you start running into these, like, like one day on a run, because you do a bunch of runs for these different, like, camps throughout the map. Um, you run into, like, the government, and they're, like, studying these zombies, and everyone's, like, masked up, wearing these hazmat suits. And somehow, some way, you find out, like, that one of the guys works at the camp that his wife is supposed to be at. Uh, so you just terrorize that guy for, like, the entire game, and you're like, yo, dude, like, where my money? Where my wife at? Where's she at? And then you find her, you save her, uh, and then, spoiler alert, at the end you actually find out the guy in the hazmat suit has already slowly been turning into a zombie, which is the big reveal. So the idea is that these zombies were somehow becoming, like, conscious? They weren't just, like, ravenous human-eating flesh organisms. Like I Am Legend. Yeah, actually, yeah. They're kind of, yeah. All right, so that's Days Gone. Um, and I think, is that are there any other PlayStation exclusives that you wanted to make sure we got to? I mean, we can just mention off the top, but we both have played it. Uh, Death Stranding, which was the new Kojima game. Oh, yeah. He had finally released after uh, Konami. It was a Konami who said, like, hey, get lost, we're going to... Yeah. Focus on pachinko ball machines. Um, yeah, I'm never going to play that either. That also looked um, not fun. I, I, I don't get it. People say that it's really just a like a like a, a souped-up UPS delivery man, but 
it's like weirdly soothing. Apparently, yeah. So apparently, it's that, and then it's soothing in the beginning, um, and later on in the game, it gets sort of wild, and you're facing sort of eldritch horrors. But I don't know. It seems boring. I actually was only drawn to the game because, uh, uh, like, going back to the whole zombie thing, big fan of zombies, read all the Walking Dead comics up until they stopped writing them or whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, but Norman Reedus from the the actual uh, Walking Dead show was, like, the main character, so I was was like, oh my god, Hmm. he's gonna be in it. And then Mads Mikkelsen, he was in it. Well, so that game was born out of a canceled Silent Hills uh, reboot. The, do you remember the demo PT? I kind of remember something about Silent Hill being released. I guess that was it, and like people got really hyped up for it, and they were like, "No." So Kojima was gonna make. So he made Metal Gear Solid Five, and then he was uh, in development with Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus on uh, a Silent Hills reboot, which is like a famous horror video game franchise. And they released this demo called PT and it got a lot of hype and it was supposed to be really fun and really scary. And then Kojima did all that stuff or uh, Konami did all that stuff with Kojima and fired him and he made his own studio and they canceled the Silent Hills reboot and they removed PT from the PlayStation store. Jerks. But, uh... So that that's sort of a, a footnote on this console generation of something that could have been. It would have been interesting. I Do did, did you ever play the Silent Hill games? No, did you? I remember my dad playing it. Like on, I think it was a play, PlayStation 1 or something. Or PS2 maybe. It was like a really old game, but it has a great movie. You know? Hmm. Great great movie as well. It's not a great movie. Uh, there are a lot more exclusives that we're not going to get to, but one thing I did want to make sure that we talk about is... The move, we, we sort of touched on this a little bit at the beginning with um, like the remote play stuff on the Vita and the PlayStation TV and then the gamepad for the unnamed console. Um, the, uh, the move towards streaming this generation has been a thing. PlayStation did it with PlayStation Now mm-hmm. and then Xbox did it, or Xbox is currently doing it um, with like Xbox game streaming and then... NVIDIA uh, did it a little bit with GE Force Now. And then there was a big entry in November of last year, which uh, was Google Stadia. How, how big was it? Uh, okay, so it was like a theoretically big entry called Google Stadia. I, I said this at the start of the show. I was stupid and I bought into the hype for Google <laughs> Stadia. <laughs> and... In my, uh, the only worthwhile thing is that by getting like the the Founders Edition, I got a uh, Chromecast. Mm-hmm. The only useful thing still is that Chromecast because I got three months free of Stadia Pro and uh, I made sure to cancel it so that I did not ever get charged again for this. But yeah, like I can't even stream it in my living room with my when my router is like in the next room. That's just, damn. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Is this super laggy and buggy, or it's super laggy and buggy. And in video games, like you need the input to to be good, otherwise it it just doesn't work. So I don't know why they thought that the time was right for this, but it's it, I don't think I, I predict it's not going to stick around for very long. They also maybe, don't uh, have a great selection. Oh, maybe they thought Google Fiber would be a lot more widespread. Yeah, maybe in the, in the U.S. I don't know. That didn't but, um, either. No, it never does. Um, interesting. Well, I mean, 
Maybe one day. Yeah, maybe not. But Xbox <laughs> is going big on that. PlayStation, as I said, with PlayStation Now, they do that. Um, they also do remote play now on basically every device. You can get it on your iPhone, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, to touch upon that point, actually, I do remember, you know, you were talking about how Google Stadia, we just don't really have the necessary infrastructure to run a smooth game via, like, streaming. I remember I tried PlayStation Now because they were actually giving about a month free for mm-hmm. once you bought PS Plus. And even that was laggy. I was using, I was playing, I think, Resident Evil 2, or, like, the remake of Resident Evil 2. So not really a, a brand new video game. Resident Evil 2 2? Yeah, basically. 2.0, 2.0. The one where you're a ballet dancer. 2 2. Hey. <laughs> All right, give it up give it up for him um <laughs> yeah so i just try to boot up uh, a game on playstation now because i thought you know they actually do have a pretty expensive library but you know it's just it lags too much you know for a game like that nowadays and you know my internet wasn't i don't know maybe it's internet maybe it's xfinity this is, a, this is, a, this is an anti-telecom podcast now we're the voice of the revolution <laughs> Serious, this is where serious, it starts. The revolutionary <laughs> podcast. They'll write textbooks about us. There will be pages dedicated to us. <laughs> so why did Chris like Days Gone? <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Let me tell you. That'll be a whole chapter in our book. Days Gone. <laughs> G- uh, so game streaming we talked about. What about this uh, game rental thing? PlayStation Now was also sort of like a game rental service and that's the xbox game pass is what i think turned around xbox for this generation they were doing really bad and then they added everything to xbox like a lot of stuff to xbox game pass so you pay basically the price of um i honestly don't even know the price because i'm not subscribed but i know there was an introductory offer that was like three dollars for three months and you get all the games on Game Pass, and all of their first-party new titles are added to Game Pass. So, like, Gears of War 5, when that came out, that was on Game Pass. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's you didn't pretty... You didn't even need to buy the, the $60 release. Well, at that point, they are kind of just, you know... I mean, I guess they got their butt kicked so hard this generation. I, I, yeah, I think they were doing a lot for... A, a lot of groundwork for Next Generation. They bought a ton of first-party studios... They're trying to position Xbox as like, you know, we're going to have a ton of great games and you don't, you're not going to need to pay full price for all of them. You're going to basically have a Netflix of games if you use the Xbox. I wonder how that would affect the actual like video game industry, though, because now these like, I mean, I guess the Microsoft will pay to like license their content, so maybe they'll make it up that way. But I don't know. It just seems interesting. I think, I mean, I think it's a very great idea, especially as like if you're a consumer, you can just booted up and like a $60 game is only $3 on a subscription but I think for me I, 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 I vaguely remember them actually doing the whole rental thing where it's like you got to start it up but you would only have it for a certain amount of time and maybe I'm just making that up honestly I I I just remember PlayStation now being turned off by it because I had to pay a fee on top of PlayStation Plus and in my mind I was like you know what I should just be allowed to play PS now with PlayStation Plus, you know, obviously that's probably just me being greedy, but I don't know. I mean, no, I think that's just, reasonable. Like, that's yeah. a reasonable ask as a consumer. 
like yeah, like, you know, if you're paying full price for PS Plus, I think it comes up to be about sixty dollars a year. And at the time, actually, I remember being kind of upset with PS Plus because the games they were releasing for free, they just weren't worth it. They were all these like twenty-eight bit like indie games that were like platformers, and you know, I'm not gonna pay the money for that. And they're gonna release like one extra AAA exclusive title at the time. That wasn't really that good of a triple. You know, it was one that y- you probably had at that point because it was like either really popular and people buy it like day one, or it was something that no one really cared about. Yeah. Um, like PlayStation All Stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, Sony definitely like by being the leader of this generation, they definitely um, don't care. Like they don't have to work as hard. So things like. Crossplay, everyone wanted crossplay between Xbox and uh, PlayStation, um, and Switch and stuff for certain titles that were on all three. And Microsoft was like, "Yeah, all right, cool, we'll do that." So then Microsoft and Switch actually have some crossplay capability. Like someone could be playing on an Xbox against someone on a Switch on the same game, like Rocket League or something. Yeah, but no one likes Rocket League or Fortnite. Yeah, everyone loves everyone loves those games. I just hate Fortnite. I'm nothing against Rocket League. I just suck. So now we've we we lost our our 17 to 25 demographic earlier. Now we've lost everyone below 17. We still got the boomers, but they probably haven't heard anything we've been saying because. Oh man, Pac Man. Nothing will beat Pac Man. I hate I hate everything that came out since 1987. Well, I think this has devolved enough. Is there anything? Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you wanted to make sure we got to? Obviously, um, this is a big topic, and we're not going to get to everything. Yeah. But just going into the next generation, we can just you know we can. What do you expect? What do you think is going to happen? Like I know you had touched upon PlayStation not trying as hard. You know, I know that crossplay, while it has become a thing, like Modern Warfare is now having crossplay with PC, Xbox, and PS4. Hmm. Do you think that the brand loyalty to, to PlayStation this generation carries over to the next generation? Because it seemingly it seemed like like the previous generation for this one, everyone was hyped up on Xbox. But within a generation, Microsoft ended up losing that kind of battle. Yeah, I don't know. I I think that so we're we're obviously recording this before a lot has been revealed about the next generation. We know the name and design of the Xbox Series X, and we know that the the name of the new PlayStation is going to be PS5. I think the specs were kind of released, right? Oh, like, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I don't care about the specs. No, I... People say the Xbox is better. I don't... I I don't understand specs. I don't understand video cards and stuff like that. But, I mean, uh, I just wanted to play... I, I just wanted to look good, and I wanted to play smoothly i think the ps5 is rumored to have a significantly higher price than the xbox uh series x and i think that's gonna hurt it why is that apparently the components are really rare why would why i don't know something about the performance they were trying to go for required rare components and that made it more expensive so it'll probably end up being around um like five hundred dollars like i'll pay that much but is it because it's gonna be a better like process it like pro, I don't know, processor better graphics or something or they just we well, wanted rare materials to be that guy 
I think I think probably the first thing. Probably I don't think any company would want it to be like Willingly. Yeah, we got the rare materials. We're gonna make it <laughs> unaffordable for everybody. Uh, um, I don't know. What do you What do you think is gonna happen? I it, it, to me it all ultimately depends on whether or not that the PlayStation exclusives this generation stay PlayStation exclusives next generation. I mean, I know that there are like very classic Sony characters like Kratos. Um, yeah, I, I totally played Horizon Zero Dawn, and I, I remember... Alloy. Alloy, <laughs> I think is her name, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, Nathan Drake, but, you know, like, Spider-Man seems like a game that could easily uh, join Xbox if they're if they're that popular. Uh, no, Sony um, owns Spider-Man. Well, maybe they should do a better job with the movies, then. What happened to Venom, Sony? Yeah, Don't- now we're coming to... Hey, I liked Venom. <laughs> we're coming after we're coming after Sony now. Listen, all of our episodes used to have some mention of Into the Spider Verse, and I'm glad that you restarted it because <laughs> Spider Man Into the Spider Verse was a great movie. It was a phenomenal movie. All I'm saying is, uh, going into the next generation, all I really want is one for Cyberpunk to come out, it to be as hyped up and live up to its ex- expectations, which at this point are pretty high after playing The Witcher. Yeah. So that's really all I can answer next generation, is that whatever console comes out, one, there's not, like, a lot of bugs associated with it, because I want to buy it day one, mm-hmm. and that Cyberpunk runs really well on it. It is the game, everyone. You know, Cyberpunk's going to come out on PC also, I think. Um, if you could merge oh. any two consoles of this generation, what would it be? PlayStation 4 and Switch. <laughs> that's, that's a PS Vita. There's just nothing about the Xbox One except unless you're talking about like, can I merge them and like accept those games? Then I would definitely say PlayStation Four and Xbox, just because I want to like I'm I'm not part of that Halo fan base. I like it; it's fun, but I've never been like Halo or Die. I hear you. I mean, what would you do? I guess I'd do. Well, no, so because I want I'm trying. You'd still get the ones that you're not merged. So you'd still always have a PlayStation. So I guess I would go with uh, with Xbox and Switch, just because, you know, together I think they rival the library of content that you got on the PS4 this generation. I agree. Yeah. Here's a better question: Which two console exclusives would you merge to make the best game? Of any console, so we're talking... Oh my god, that's good. It's like console agnostic. It can be something from the Switch with something from the PlayStation 4, anything. What would be the best game out of some any two games that you could merge that were console exclusives this generation? Oh man, that's tough. You know what I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with maybe like a God of War mixed with like... Breath of the Wild, because like a true open world God of War, not something that has a, like a linear plot line. Yeah, but and like you like label like it's kind of I guess that would kind of be Skyrim in a way, but with Greek myth or with Nordic mythology. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope actually. And you have to like level your dude up to a certain level because the horse there and he's like ridiculous. Although I guess you don't fight Thor, but oh, well, I think you will in God of War too. That would be cool. What about you? I would go with uh, the two big boys for me this generation. Persona 5 Royal and Knack 2. Oh, man. Game of the year. (laughs) 
No, I'd go uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Man and Halo Five, but I want like an open-world Spider-Man game, but like set in a sci-fi setting, like a Spider-Man twenty ninety-nine type of thing. That'd be really cool, actually. Infamous Two and Spider-Man, but your your uh, morality level changes your suit, and it kind of changes the overall like being of the game. So it's like if you're good, mm. you fight with the Avengers, you wear the red suit. If you become bad, you become Toby Maguire's emo Spider-Man with finger guns and pizza time. <laughs> and you fight, and then in that one, you end up fighting against the Avengers, but. You have like Venom and and Rhino, and Croc, Killer Croc on your on your team. Killer Croc is DC. Oh, what's other crocodile in the Spider Man universe? Just Croc. The lizard. Hey, shut up! Think you better than me? You could think right. you're better than me? <laughs> I think that's everything for this episode of Pizza Time. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you. Or we'll never see you. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time. Bye. <laughs>